Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Until you are desperate enough to change and desperate enough to not be in your current situation, you will stay, unfortunately, right Mm -hmm. where you are. But she no longer wants to be right where she's always been. She's desperate enough to have what he is offering, to want what he is offering, and what he is offering is eternal. Right. But also, she could be having a way that maybe she found a way to run away. Maybe she found a way. If I don't have to come here, maybe there is another place I can go to so that I can. It's not that I'm going here because I'm trying to not face anybody and I'm trying to hide from people. Maybe there's another place I can go. Maybe there's another place I can go and be accepted because nobody knows who I am. Don't we do that sometimes? We go and run away. How many people do you know in a church who leaves one church to another church because they don't want people to know what Mm -hmm. they had done and they're trying to hide? Oh, or they go into a huge, super huge church so they don't have to mingle. They don't have to get to know anybody. They can Mm -hmm. go to church, check off their little check box Mm -hmm. and say, but I went to church. Not get close Uh because you can hide that way. Yes. And you can hide your, you try to hide your sins. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, but this was another part that shows us. God already knew her sins, and he still met her anyway, because he had a bigger picture for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, an eternal one. Yes. And so, again, it's the same one he has for us. Right. So, ladies, if you're, if you, take a look. Are you running away? Are you trying to go somewhere else? Are you trying to start a new life, but in the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And we're about to talk about that, yep. too. Yep. And, uh, oh, this the whole, her whole, you know, she only gets really a handful of verses, but... It is her testimony is such a powerful testimony. He's not hurting anybody. He's fine. Okay, so um, our next verse is sixteen, and it is about to go down. Okay, let's talk about this. Verse sixteen. Jesus said to her, "Go, call your husbands and come here." Your husband, your husband and come here. And the woman said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband for you have had five. And the one whom you are with now is not your husband. So what you said is true. So, okay, right now she's on major guy number six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, some of us might not be on our major guy or major husband number number six. Some of us might be, but we might be on major relationship number six or 10 or 20. So if this is us, we need to listen up because here we go. We need to buckle up because it's time to get real and it's time to get right. Okay. And Jesus is going to tell us how to do it. Okay, verse 19, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you, now, and you Jews said that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Okay, so on a side note, earlier she was calling um, Jacob 
the Jew. She was talking about Jacob being our father and, you know, our well. And, you know, she was all proud of the Jacob's well because it was Jewish. And here now she's talking about, oh, you Jews. Did you notice she, that though? She flipped. She, she flipped. Yeah, but she never <laughs> said. He didn't exactly walk up and introduce himself, say, hi, my name's Jesus. I'm a Jew. He never said he was a Jew. No. So he never said she it. Knew. Oh, but did yeah. she know that he was a Jew? Or because he is. Maybe his apparel. I don't know. Or maybe perhaps the Lord was enlightening her and she was starting to recognize who he is. Oh, maybe. Because we know our salvation comes from the Jews. Mm -hmm. She knows that there's some expectation she's had anyway. I just thought that was neat. I didn't even put, uh, yeah, I didn't even, I I didn't recognize that. I didn't catch that. I, 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 Lots of multifaceted things. <laughs> exactly. With this I just thought I was like, huh, yeah, that's interesting. But I like what you said. I, I mean, she literally flipped a switch. Yeah. Earlier, she was proud of the Jews and the Jacob's well, and you know, our father the Jew and Jacob the Jew, and now she's like, oh, you Jews. Well, she, you know what? But we do that when the Lord is speaking to us, right? And we don't like what he's saying or when the Lord has someone else speaking to us and we don't like what they're saying. We literally flip a switch and we get real defensive. And that's exactly yeah. what she's doing right here. She's getting real defensive. And she might, I think she was also maybe has some also, but also some confusion. Wait, if you're a prophet and you're a Jew, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, uh, you guys are supposed to be over here. So apparently I'm, I'm wondering if she was thinking that only Jews had prophets and that she couldn't understand why he'd be there. Uh, maybe. <laughs> She might yeah, be. Maybe. She probably got a lot going on there. She's she's well, confused. She's astounded. I mean, I mean first, she just got called up. out. She got called know? out right after some guy started talking to her, and then he calls her out on some stuff that she's like, "I don't know you. Never met you. Yeah, how do you know this?" She's. I mean, she, he literally just laid it out there. No, he didn't even beat around the bush. He just said, "You know, here, no. here it is. Hey, you're telling the truth. You got yeah. at least you told me the truth. Yeah." Wait, what? Right? (laughs) So, uh, verse 21. So Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Okay, so on a side note, truth is not something that is in her daily vocabulary. She does not live in truth. She does not live in normal reality. She lives in messed up in a messed up, damaged world and the life that she chose. And if you think about it, I'm sure people use the truth to hurt her. I mean, it's not, I mean, that's true. You're not supposed to, yeah, you're not supposed to have more than one husband. Okay. So it's true. She's had more than one. It's (laughs) been, but it's been used to shame her instead of the real truth coming in to save her. With truth and love. Yes. She's probably never seen that. And, that's, and, and you know, truth, uh, what is it? Chuck Slendahl said it too. You know, if you um, love without truth is a lie, but truth without, no, truth without love is brutality. Mm. You know. Oh, and it can be. It can yeah. be very brutal. Exactly. But and mm. then I forgot what the other part is. Is something with truth is a liar or something like that. Well, the Lord tells us to speak with love exactly. and kindness and compassion and mercy. 
Exactly. Exactly. That was went back to our. I just hope he's not. The wine's not. Okay, uh, everybody. If you start hearing whining, it's my dog. He hates being by himself. He. It's couch time, and he doesn't understand why we're not on the couch with him. And Ray is normally here, here when we're doing our uh, recording, and he's in there with the dogs watching TV and cuddling. And that is not going on right now. And his routine is completely messed up, and he's very unhappy. Yeah, because Ray's with the men folk, and <laughs> just, just yes, he's very upset yeah, right he's now. He's very unhappy right now. He's whining, and he's needs love, and he's a big baby. Okay. Sorry. All right. That's fine. I mean, it is what it is. It's okay, Rascal. But yeah, so she's got a lot going on. She's, like you said, she's not familiar with probably using truth. But at the same time, anytime anybody's done any truth, they probably did it with brutality. And so this poor lady is just like, now she's got all this stuff coming on at her at once. Oh, yeah. this, And he's a stranger. She doesn't even know him. And uh, I mean, he's just laying it on her. I just love it. Okay, so the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Right, look at that. Not only is he revealing himself to a woman, mm-hmm. he's revealing himself to a woman who's been damaged. quite damaged and promiscuous. And ruined and broken. And just a dang mess. But that is our life. Oh, I've been petting him and loving him. Yeah. I'm just okay. taking turns, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn. Okay. So, ladies, I'm talking to you. Those of you who have guy after guy, and I'm, I'm speaking to my own mess here, okay? My own past, okay? We're not judging. Nope. We're not calling anybody out because this was my life as well. Okay, but let's let's talk about this. Okay, so those of you who have guy after guy, messed up relationship after messed up relationship, one wrong turn after another in the love department, all the stories are the same. Um, it's just the all your all of my stories were the same. Just the guy's name changed. It was all the same mess. Okay, so if um, what would your reaction be if Jesus came up to you and told you your mess? Because you know what, he does. He does tell us our mess. And so what reaction are we going to have? Now, before before some of you quit listening, because you might be like some of us who we didn't have relationship after relationship. We had maybe one, two, maybe, you know, so I'm going to speak to you, too. This is not excuse. This is this isn't where you saw. Oh, I don't have to listen because that's not me. No, no. One bad relationship can mess you up. And it doesn't matter whether it was five or one. It didn't matter that it was five. Oh, well, been two have been okay. No, one counts just as much as five. Well, we're about to flip it around, and it's not just going to be about relationships. Exactly. Okay. What we're talking about today is... Um, like Anna said, we've used this title before, but it's an askewed love. And she used it. It's confused love, yes. you know, and confused love doesn't necessarily pertain to people. It might right. pertain to things. Yes. It might pertain to how you see yourself. Exactly. You know, we're going to touch on all kinds of things today because um, 
sometimes our worlds are an absolute mess, and we're going to talk about mess today. We're going to talk about what the Lord says about it. We're, we're probably going to possibly touch on the mess that you were in or, or are currently in. So, you know, um, let us just speak some truth and some love and some healing into you today, because that's what we're doing. We're not judging anybody. Listen, if you knew my past, and some of you do, you would know that I'm right there with you. And Anna's got her own right. dang mess exactly. as well. Um, it's I'm, it's probably just as bad as mine, but in a different right. way. Right. You know, um, we went through different things. Some things were the same. Them, some things weren't. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Is that mean yeah. you can't say, well, she only had five. I only had one. No, 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 no. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's not about the number. It's no, about the it action. still became an absolute. Yes. And you were damaged after it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and damage is damage. You know, there are levels, but it only sometimes it only takes, um, you know, if, if a woman, and this is a, a horrific example, but um, if a woman is raped once mm-hmm. or raped five times, she's still raped. Exactly. There's damage. Yeah, there's damage. There's damage done. Whether it was one time or five times, it doesn't, I mean, you know, clearly five times is going to be worse, but only being raped one time is not, you're not fine. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not about the number. It's, a, it's not broken. about the number. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're getting off topic. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. My fault. Okay. So, um, let me look at my notes here. Okay. So one thing that he did was he, he called her out on her deflective truth telling Okay, and then sometimes um, when when we're he likes to tell I'm talking about Jesus. He likes to tell us the things about ourselves that we might accidentally leave out. She accidentally, I'm sure it was an accident, accidentally left out her her huge past when she was you know, talking about herself. But the Lord, he didn't leave anything out. No. <laughs> he told her exactly how it was. And um and and I'm, you know what? I have completely lost my no, no, train no, of you, thought well, and my notes. Well, like you said, what it is is she when he she said, oh, when he asked her, hey, bring your husband. She goes, oh, I have no husband. You know, she's like, I'm not lying because I don't have a husband. And that's and he called her out on it. No, the truth is you've had five husbands. But the guy you're with now is not your husband because she was trying to hide it because we like to hide our sin. Tuck our sin in. Put it down in a corner. If we can bury it well enough and it doesn't surface, then we must not have done it and we can be excused. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. I'm, when we talk about a well, I won't dig deep. I'm going to go deep and we're going to get the bottom water. And we're gonna bring it up in the mud because what is what did Bray say? What comes up with the, what's in the well comes up in the bucket. Yeah, and he's finding out what's in that bucket because he wants to get her some clean water. She's finding out what's in the yes. bucket. She's in possible complete sometimes we're denial. In, yeah, sometimes we are in denial, and and yeah, we have to. And Jesus has to dig in there and say, "Hey, let's find out what's really in there, so we can clean you up, get you that living water, the clean water." Yes. Because sometimes we we are always wallowing around in the mud. Exactly. Um, Okay, so verse 27. Let's start there. Okay, at this point, 
Um, his disciples came and they marveled that he was one talking with the woman and they were shocked. They were literally shocked that he was talking with her. And yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? No one dared ask that question. They didn't, they didn't interrupt and butt in. Sometimes they have, they have sometimes butted in, in Jesus' conversation, but they did not this time. They've been walking with them a while. They're, they're figuring yeah, by this it out. time, you know. Okay, so verse 28. The woman left her... Okay, so let me recap here. He's told her her mess. I've got to go back. What? I'm just kind of curious why we needed to know. I guess we needed to know that the, they were watching now what was going on. Because my first thought is... Why'd the writer put that in there? I know. Why, I'm like, why, why, why did they know? care? I mean, that's nice. But why did why did they even point out that they never they didn't even ask him what was going on? Were they so perplexed that they're like, oh, that's Jesus. He's doing his thing. Or did we need to know that he came back so that they could see what's going on? I mean, because when you go into the next verse, it's like the disciples just stand there and go. So what just happened? Right. And. Or maybe they were curious that he was actually yeah. talking was to a curious. woman. Yeah, well, I'm not saying this is what it says. At this point, the disciples came back and they marveled that he they marveled that he talked with the woman, um, but but they didn't ask questions. This isn't his first woman to talk about. No, Look no. at Mary Magdalene. Right. You know, she was a huge part of his life. And but I don't know if she's before or after this. I don't know the time stamp on that part. Oh, good point. I don't even know if they've been hanging out with Mary or Martha yet. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe this was the first woman that he was actually speaking know. to. I'm about to say, maybe. Because they're like, oh, they mar- he, they were marveled, but they didn't ask him any questions. And I'm like, was that a holy hush? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because there have been times where they were just very boisterous. Yeah. Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? I, I need the Holy Spirit often to do that. Walk into a situation, he puts his hand over my mouth. I need that oh, more yeah. often. Zip it. He yep. zips it. Woo-hoo. Hey, sh- yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so the woman left her water pot. We're on verse 28. The woman left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come and see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city, and they came to him. Okay, so she had literally left one of her prized possessions sitting at the well, and took off to town. She didn't waste any time. No time to bother gathering the things that she actually showed up with. She's got this major breakthrough news t- to share. And what I immediately noticed is that it said she told the men, and I'm doing air quotes, the men. That is who she is comfortable with. That is who she gravitates towards. There, but also, it might have been also, well, she might have been comfortable with them. I work with mostly guys. I'm actually more comfortable talking to a guy than to another woman. But also, they're probably the ones out and about working because the women's were probably in the houses at that time. Maybe if so. it was hot, they might have been in the house at that time with the kids. I mean, we're not around nap time. Maybe so, maybe so, but her past. Yes, but I do like that. Is yes, who you're right. she is yes. who she's always. Yeah, she's probably is more comfortable talking yeah. to them. You know, she probably had more encounters with the women. And then I have a personal testimony on that because when I was growing up in junior high, parts of high school, I was bullied by girls all mm-hmm. the time, making fun of, having a hard time. Guys didn't bother me. In fact, I could talk to the guys, it wasn't not because I was always around them, but because. Well, I always had boy cousins. I knew how to talk the way they did. I could talk about football and that that was cool. So growing up, so now when I got older as an adult, 
I had a tendency to talk to the guys before the women, not because I was promiscuous, but because they were easier to talk to because the girls were bullies. Mm-hmm. So I trusted men before I trusted women. I didn't know if I talked to a woman, I didn't know what she was going to say. I didn't know what she was going to do. And I didn't know if I could trust her with what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm still very cautious to this day. I don't just talk to anybody. I, they could walk up to me and say, I've been in church all my life and saved and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, that's nice. How are you? That's about as far as I'm going right. to get. Because <laughs> I don't really know you. I don't know if I can trust you yet because I have been damaged yeah. in past relationships. So I can see her give, women giving her a hard time and I'm not trusting to talk to her. So she would run out to the men. I mean, I can see her being in the middle of town and minding her own business and a woman walk up to her and whisper, harlot. Or making, uh, so I was at our old office and I, and this is not the topic about whether you agree with smoking or not. This is not what this is. The point is, is this woman had come in to see her husband. She had her two children and when they walked out the door near the smoking area, the woman's like, okay, children, hold your breath. What? Yes. So I can picture this woman walking around with the mom going, oh, don't look. Move your kids away. Get your mm-hmm. kids away. Oh, don't look at my husband. His, oh, don't you look at her strength. husband, you know? Yep. So I can see where she, yeah, I can see it. That's what we have a tendency to do. We go to where we're comfortable. Exactly. And I think she was given her past. Clearly, she was very comfortable well, with men. Yeah, yeah they, she was not a stranger to men, right? Okay, so um, and they believed her. Think about it. They believed her because they they said um, uh, she told them things. Could this be the Christ? So they went out in the city and came to him. They believed what she said. They didn't think she was a liar and crazy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they believed her. They didn't go, oh, oh my gosh, is that crazy harlot? Yeah, run. Yeah, that was like, you know, that was, it was more like, oh, oh my gosh, she came out. She's talking to us. We need to go find out what's going on. She's excited. Yeah. And that shows part of she, her, she had her encounter with Jesus. They saw something different. Mm -hmm. Ladies. Oh, I like that. When you've encountered Jesus, does anybody see something different in you? Because if you encounter Jesus, they should see something different. Agreed. It's like getting hit by a truck. Can't get hit by a truck. If you get hit by a truck, you're going to know it. If you say you got hit by a truck and there's not a scratch on you, well, unless this is a Marvel movie, I think you're lying. Your husband always uses this um, example of black coffee. Yes. And Jesus being the cream. Once you add cream to the coffee, it will never, ever be black again. Nope. You cannot uncream a coffee. You cannot uncream a coffee. I would have tried every time somebody put dairy in my coffee. I'm like, I it's not it. possible. It's not possible. You hand your coffee yeah. to somebody else. You just slide it over. Slide once it you over. truly, and once you truly encounter Jesus, yeah. your life will be different. Yes, exactly. It will be. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. So she was grab. I think she was gravitating mm-hmm. toward the men. So in those days, according to Genesis 24, the women get. And this is important. The women gathered water in the evening after. After the hot sun went down, but not our girl. She gathered water alone at the hottest part of the day when she knew no one in the right mind would be out there. It was just too dang hot, but she could avoid everyone. No doubt 
she was an outcast. She obviously had huge amounts of shame and guilt to the point that going to great lengths to avoid anyone who could look up, down upon her. She would rather get a dang heat stroke than be around anybody who could look up on her right. in shame. Right. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about here is shame and how it holds us captive. Shame and embarrassment over what you've done can isolate you so quickly. It is incredibly unhealthy to our mental state because our enemy, the devil, he likes to keep us isolated where no one can reach us. And that's where he had this woman. But Jesus already knew. He knew her and her shame and exactly where she was. She was at the well. That's one thing about Jesus because he meets us right where we are. He didn't send for her. He said at the very spot he knew she would be so he could speak life and truth deep into her soul. And that's exactly what he does with us. What we do with that life-changing information is up to us. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.